Hello, my name is Jim Sevier, and I'm with The Coachable, thecoachable.com. And t- today, again, out on the back deck in a, a little brisk uh, Greer, South Carolina morning. Yes, sir. Uh, I had to I had to put the heater on for you because I was when I came out here, I was like, it's like 47 when I first came out, and it's kind of warming up now that the sun's coming out. But yeah. we're, we're on the back deck. We're six feet apart. We're socially distanced, but we're socially responsible. That's good. Absolutely. Um, and... I am uh, actually interviewing a gentleman that I'm really excited to get in front of everybody here because uh, we're going to be talking about career pivoting. And we he's he's got an amazing story. He's he is an amazing individual and uh, it's going to be I I got to tell you Gordon I was like so excited when I was like okay this is going to be cool. I woke up this morning and it, it was just like running around just awesome. kind of waiting for you to show up. Well, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh you are more than welcome. So again, this is Jim Sevier with the Coachable. This is uh the podcast where you invest in yourself. So and, and today I am with Gordon McKeegan. I'm a software lab technician at Itron International in West Union, South Carolina. Oh, nice. Nice. Um so how long have you been in your pivoted career? Since December of 2019, so not very long. Wow. Uh, and I think it's worthy to note that in the position that you're in, you are considered an essential employee, correct? Yes. Uh, ITRON is a meter manufacturing company. They We make uh, electric meters, water meters, and gas meters. Okay, yep. So we are an essential infrastructure. infrastructure company, and most of our software engineers can work from home. However, in our lab situation, we have to move meters from uh, PC and load box to PC and load box, and we're having to test every day, and even over the weekend, I have tests running right now that when I go home, I'll go in and check on and, <laughs> okay. and make sure that they're still running. But uh, I've been blessed to be an essential employee. I go to work every day. Um, and as you were saying, even some overtime. There's a little bit of overtime. Uh, we're ramping up on a big project for a, a new uh, client. And I have been uh, blessed to be put into a role where now I do a daily report. That was something that I've never done before. Ah. It's a little bit intimidating to me, but it's basically the same report I give my bosses. I'm just giving it to the higher-ups of the company. Ah, uh, I, I'm just smiling from ear to ear. Uh, you guys can't see this <laughs> on the radio. You might be able to hear it in my voice because I've always told everybody that when you talk and smile, Absolutely. people can always tell that you're smiling. But I'm smiling from ear to ear for a number of reasons. One, I know I know Gordon before Gordon got into his current uh, career, and I want to talk to you about that right now, Gordon. I really want you to tell us, um, give us a little, if you can, you don't have to go back to, you know, I was born in a Kentucky farmhouse. <laughs> I don't want to go all the way back. No. But if you don't mind going back a few years, a few years, uh, you know, maybe like the last three. Sure. And just talk about not only what you were doing, but how you felt during that you know, doing what you were doing. And sure. and then I want to really kind of hone in on you making the decision sure, to go from what you were doing to something new. And I really sure. want to ex- explore that. So so what's going to happen is you're going to start talking, okay. and then you're going to see my eyes light up like, oh, my God, I want to add something to this conversation. <laughs> Not a problem. And then if you don't mind pausing when you see it, because I will literally jump out of my skin 
sure. when you when you sure. make a point that I think is worthy of everybody really really knowing. So sure. so Gordon, why don't you t- why don't you go back to a couple of years, three years ago, and, and talk about what you were doing, where you were at, you know, family wise, the whole thing. Just kind of give us a little background on who you are. Okay, so about. I'll go back to when I first started in the automotive business as a uh, sales consultant. That was nine years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, I had just met my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and we walked through that process of, of dual jobs and, and me being gone 12 hours a day and trying to make that work. So, you know, six days a week working. You know, I'd have to go to church on Sundays and have to get up in the ser- in the middle of the sermon of my pastor, and that unnerved him a couple of times. But once he understood what I was doing, he got, did that. Yeah. But being away from your family, um, this was a new family to me because eventually my wife and I did get married, um, and we started our family, and I wanted to be with her. Right. I wanted to be with the kids. Uh, we have six children. Um, I had five at the time, and then Jeremiah was born. So. When Jeremiah was born was really the time when it took me, wait, I have a sixth chance to raise a child in the way that I want him to be raised in a world that is really, you know, um, hectic and, and definitely challenging, challenging for sure. Not only for not only for the children themselves, but for parenting, parenting in general, you know, Uh, trying to keep them safe. Do this. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, the internet, the internet, I'm oh, rolling yes. my eyes. You can't yeah. see that, but you <laughs> should, you should be able to feel it. Cause so he's, uh, but anyway, he, he was the motivation for me to get out of the car business. Now the car business was good to me. I had good bosses. I had good companies that I worked for. I sold the best cars on the planet in my humble opinion, which are Hondas. They, they say that they sell themselves, but they really don't. You have to do some work. There's some work there. <laughs> so, but being a 100% commission job, right. being away from my child and my wife, my new family for 12 hours a day, six days a week, you know, having split days off if I didn't work six days a week was tough. Yeah. It was tough on the family. There were days when my wife, you know, couldn't wait for me to get home and we'd be up for two or three hours afterwards so she could decompress right. and talk. Right. Um, so that's what started the, the ball rolling. And then about five years ago, this co- this school came along called the Iron Yard. Yeah, yeah. And Could it was like I kept hearing the, the radio stations, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I love cybersecurity. I love everything about computers. I need to go do this. So I'm going to go do this. And about the time that I decided I was going to do it, they closed the school. <laughs> yeah, so they actually like, sold it. They actually sold it, and it was like, <laughs> Fine. All right. Okay. Thank you for that. Yep. So another two years, th- actually four years went along, and it finally got to the point where my sales were in the in the, the dumpster, mm-hmm. for the lack of a better term. I wasn't enjoying what I was doing anymore. It was a struggle to sell a car. Right. It, it got to the point where I was not selling how I wanted to sell. I was selling how the people wanted to be sold. and. Uh. And, and it's, it wasn't fun for me anymore. It wasn't there wasn't this excitement of of putting somebody in a brand new car anymore. Yeah, it was like it was a job. Well, I'll tell you this and I'm going to stop you right there because and I didn't jump out of my skin on that one because that is such a subtle. There's a subtle nuance there that of of really enjoying what you're doing and Absolutely. doing it the way you want to do it rather than the way it has to be done in order to get done. Sure. Right? And. And I've experienced that in my career in 
and and at the time, I mean, I was making six figures. I was sure. I was again like you, away 12, 15 hours. I was traveling, you know, a million plus miles a year, uh, for the companies that I were working was working for, and then, and then it slowly, but at one point, this this little flip, this little, little switch, switch just went and it was like flipped, and I was fun. like, I'm not happy. Right. And I mean, and it wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm sort of not liking this. It was like. No, <laughs> no, I got I'm, and then I start looking around. What am I going to do? Because yep. I'm not going to do this. This is this is, and I don't know what that psychologically is, but it sounds like you may have experienced something the same. You were like, go on. I did. I was. I was. It but actually. You knew you were. You knew you were probably going to do something different pretty soon. I did, and what ended up happening is that, um, with the help of my in-laws, I was able to get funding. Okay. And uh, my wife and I made the decision. That, okay, we're going to have enough money set aside for a year for me to be out of work and for me to look for a job. And it almost took that entire year. Well, not only to look for a job, but to go to coding school, too. And yeah, right? I did. I go, went to Carolina Code School. Mm -hmm. I'm actually wearing my shirt. Y'all can't see that, but I'm wearing my <laughs> alumni shirt today. And your breakaway Honda And my jacket, breakaway Honda Which, by jacket. the way, is a really nice uh, really yeah. nice jacket. You might want to leave that behind. Mm, yeah, it's a little bit small <laughs> for you, sir, but that's all right. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but... We made the, the decision to go to Carolina Code School, and I did a lot of praying about it, and I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing because I had pivoted careers before, Ah, something you didn't know about. I, I did not know that. I did about six years ago. I went to go to work for Aflac, mm. and that was the toughest job that I liked but could never make any money at. Ah. I went from making, let's say, $70,000 a year to eleven in Oof. a year. So that was a time in my life that taught me things taught me how to budget better yeah how to rely on people and right. it really humbled me yeah but i didn't want to go through that process again and that's why it took a longer time to go to carolina code school right now i was treated like family at carolina code school um our alumni get together and have zoom meetings right we just had one a little bit ago um, unfortunately because of covid19 they've had to uh shut down the school for right now they're hoping to come back in in august all right and i encourage your listeners if you are looking for coding students right out of school people who have gone through 12 weeks of really intense training and you think that you can make them uh, mold them into what you want them to be as uh, programmers put some money into carolina code school put some time some effort Help them if you can, um, and yeah, I, I I would highly recommend that as well because once we got you sort of engaged and talking to people, um, it, the the energy that they were exuding about you was very very positive, extraordinarily positive. That's so nice to hear. Thank you. Um, but keep going. So went to Carolina Code School, and it was the toughest thing that I have done in my adult life to this point. Now, to say that you are not young. I'm 53 years. I'll be 53 years old in July. So you decided to go to Carolina Code School how long ago? A year ago? A year ago. So, okay. So I'm, I'm 52 years old. Um, interestingly enough, we just lost a programmer at, at ITRON because I made a career change, and he saw me make that change, and he decided for himself, 
I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something different. And now he left the company to go back to school to become a social worker. See, I, honestly, it, it, it is, it catches. It, it's, it does. It, it's, I don't want to say viral because that's a, that's a bad word <laughs> a to say. bad word days. right now. <laughs> but it does. It is like that. When people see people, and that's actually what this whole interview process is all about, hearing people go through something that you haven't experienced before, and maybe you don't, you're not, you don't even have somebody in your group that has done it before, but right. once you do and you see that and you realize, wait a minute, if 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 Gordon could do it, why can't I do it? And right. That thought right there is so powerful, and Absolutely. I think that's why. And and maybe this, I I haven't really done the math on this, so uh, if you if you want to tell me I'm wrong, um, in the comment sections of the podcast, feel free to do that. But I believe that's, I believe that's something very unique in a democratic society. Sure. I think that that is something very unique and then extraordinarily unique in a democratic society that we have and that we live in today in America. Okay. So I think there's like two layers of uniqueness there. Right. A significantly, a large part of our economy is based on people like you and I. Yes. Right? We have our own businesses or we have a desire to work in, in fields and we can just go, nope, don't want to do that anymore. I want to do this over here. And, and, and you can. And you can. You make that decision. Um, is it an easy, easy decision, ladies and gentlemen? It's not. But it's one that you have to make because you can't. You're going to stay in your job. Like this this whole pandemic thing that's going on right now, there are people who are furloughed. Yeah. They're furloughed from jobs that they didn't like. Hello? Oh, yeah, exactly. Good point. Okay, so go Good to point. Udemy.com, learn a new skill. Wait a minute. Say that one again. Go to Udemy. Udemy. U yep, spell it. U-D-E-M-Y.com. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And learn a new skill. Go to f my freed code camp okay. and spend the 600 hours plus to learn how to code. But it's free. Yes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shameless plug here. Sure. And talk to a coach. And talk to a coach. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because I actually wanted to bring that up, and thank you for bringing it up. But if you don't have a career coach, get one. Yeah. You opened my eyes to things that I didn't see. And so you helped me say some things about myself that I couldn't eloquently put into words. Yeah. And so a coach is absolutely imperative, especially in today's society. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that because I think the process that we went through, not only was I um, extraordinarily humbled by getting to know you and, and, and hearing your story and where you were going with your career and your life and your family and some of the struggles that you were going through that you, first of all, didn't need to go through, at least to the extent that you had to go through them. Yes. And and so, you know, whenever I see anybody like that, and and, and to, to make another little shameless plug here, uh, Gordon and I met at, a, at a, a networking group, a technology networking group called Tech After Five. It's run by a gentleman by the name of Phil Yanov. And if you haven't been to TA5, you can go on to Facebook and find Tech After Five, TA5 on Facebook. Uh, get connected with these guys because that's how you and I met. That's how you and I met. And um, my first one was a very humbling experience. Uh, I learned to talk about myself in a different way. Yeah. Instead of talking about myself in, in a way that wasn't flattering to prospective employers. Yeah. Uh, the confidence wasn't there. But after about... And I, I kid you not, Jim, it was about five minutes just talking to you for five minutes. It's like, wait, he's right. 
and I changed the way I talked about myself with confidence. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people were looking at me a whole lot differently. Yeah. That is the one, you know, and, and from a coaching perspective, I'll say to anybody, if you've never been with a coach before, um, so that there's a coach will, there's a, there's definitions of labels of people and what they do. And I, I call myself a coach. I do not call myself a mentor. I'm a coach. Sure. And there's a big difference between this. One, I can coach you. So it's just like a batting coach. Sure. You're, you're, you're batting in the mid-200s. You want to bat in the 300s. I'm going to show you the things that you need to tweak in your swing so that you can get more at-bats, so that right. when you get those at-bats, you're going to make better use of them. You can choose not to use what my advice. That's up to – because I'm getting paid to coach. Yeah. I'm not – I'm not holding you accountable for doing it. Right. And that's a mentor. A mentor holds you accountable. Yeah. The mentor would say, I need you to, to think about this. I need you to write this up. I need it back to me by this time. You know, it's it's a little bit, there's a little bit more skin in the game. Sure. And, and mentors are a bit more expensive to yes. have, right? Now, in in the situation that we have, uh, and, and I've done this now throughout my career, is is that when I see somebody that I should have been with like a year ago. <laughs> sure. And I see that you're sort of behind the eight ball in and coming up to the end of a budget that you, yeah. you know you were kind of running through the, the, the money and it's like, all right, uh, this isn't this isn't something I want to be paid for. This is something <laughs> I, I want to just that. sit down with this guy, this you know, and 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 just give you those two or three little tweaks that'll just get you to that next level. Yeah. And then you're the kind of person when you meet Gordon, if you've ever, if you, when you meet Gordon, if you're ever at a TA five, I'm sure he's. He, I don't know if you're still going to those. Sometimes they're a little tough to get away for because they're like at five o'clock or five thirty. They're on at five thirty, and I drive from West Union, so it's an hour and ten minute drive every day from from Oof. the house. So. Oof. Okay, so well now they're virtual. Now they're virtual, and I don't really have an excuse. I just have to <laughs> pop in later. Yeah, you go. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think when you find. You know that person. Uh, yes, you have to have the skills. You have to get the the training, right? Yes. You went to Carolina Cold School. Great. There are opportunities, and then when somebody else sees that that you've made that change, that there's really nothing stopping them at that point. Sure. You know, the barrier of entry is, hey, wait a minute, Gordon did it. Oh, yeah. okay, I can do that, right? Right. So, but yeah, definitely coach. Um, be careful on coaches. Um, yes. I don't know if you talk to any other coaches before, during, or after. I, but I've, I have friends that are, are in the business, mm -hmm. per se, and I've seen what's out there available. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big user of LinkedIn, Yeah, and I've seen those coaches. Um, there is one coach that I do uh, support. Yeah. Her name is Kirsty Bonner, and okay. she's from England, Yep, a uh, former ambassador. Um, and no she, of her. Yep. She mm -hmm. gives absolutely stunning advice. Yeah. And I use it. And I when I can, I reshare what she has and I put my little two thoughts in it. Yeah. But I want to talk a little bit about Go ahead. using uh, people in the community. OK. Christy Bonner's in U the United Kingdom. Yes, she's got a global. But Jim Sevier is here in Greenville, South Carolina, mm. in Greer, South Carolina. Yeah. Having a coach in person or even via Zoom or whatever, yeah, whatever we have to is do. 10 times more effective and more productive, in my opinion. Yeah. So 
I don't think that going outside this, the area that you live in mm-hmm. is beneficial to you. Right. Well, and I like the whole reason why I'm doing this, the whole reason why I'm making it so that we're live. Sure. I mean, we could have done the Zoom call. You could have done it from your house. Absolutely. You would have been drinking much better coffee than <laughs> I'm drinking right now. Um, and we could have done that. But even in video, there's a nuance of presence that is lacking. Yes. Right? Yeah, you're present. Yeah, I can see you, but you're two-dimensionally seen. Right. Yeah. Um, and I can see you in full 3D. I can, I can, I can, I can see the nuances in your body language. I can, I can do a lot more with that relationship than I can in, in the uh, video. And then the other thing about video, and a lot of people, a lot of people don't know this about video, <laughs> <laughs> that you have to continuously look at the little green dot. That's yes. Your video camera. And most people look at the screen. Yeah. So it'd be like you and I having this interview right now. But with our eyes. But it looks like mic. I'm doing this. It looks yeah. like I'm talking to you, you know, down to the floor because yeah. I'm looking at the, the I'm looking at the monitor. The, the camera's right here, so it makes it look. Like yeah. There you it's go. Like, so, um, but yeah, I, and I appreciate that, and I think that, you know, when it comes to your journey, yeah. the the key there is, um, you had a budget. Yeah. You you gave yourself what you believed to be enough time. Yeah. Um, and then you went through the training. Yes, I did. And Fantastic then, training. And then getting that first interview. Yeah. And tell me about that. Tell me about getting to, because you went, you, it was not an easy time to get interviews and get people to want to talk to you, correct? It wasn't. And um, I got most of my interviews, amazingly enough, through networking. Mm. So. There you go. You know, I knew people from school that, had you know uh, CTOs that you know hey give this guy five minutes they gave me the five minutes you know and there I was go. politely told well you don't have the skills that we're looking for right now we're not looking for somebody who just came out of the school we're looking for this yeah. we're looking for that um, one of the things that I found most challenging and still have a little distaste for right now is um, and if you require this for your company I'm sorry but Having a bachelor's degree or a computer science degree, you're losing out on people who want to learn. You're l- people who have gone through 12 weeks or however long they took to get their, deg- their, their certificates. They put in time, not classroom time, personal, physical time to get that piece of paper. I'll go even further than that because I think you're being a little um, nice about how you would say that, and I can actually say it a lot with a lot more um, resolve. Sure. And that is is that the people that are worthy of your time and your money, if you're an employer, sure, the people that are worth more to you um, have more intellectual and emotional stake in the game sure. if they come from I'm doing this because it's what I want to do and I'm passionate about. And yeah, you can say I, this person's got a computer science degree, bachelor's degree in computer science, whatever. But they went to school. And here's here's the biggest difference. So if you're listening and if you're looking for anybody, and this is to me the big difference. When you go to school, you're told to do something and you're graded on how well you do it. And you think, well, that's exactly what we want in business. No. 
I don't want to tell you every day, Gordon, here's what you've got to do. I want you to understand that there's a project that needs to be done, and it's up to your creativity to figure it out. Yes. Those are the two different kinds of people that you can hire. And and I just I'm coaching I was coaching somebody a little while back and we got to that point where they were just talking to me like they they actually kind of kind of came back at me. They actually kind of got in my face and they said you're just you're just looking for me to give you an answer. You're going to tell me that I'm wrong. You're just looking for me to t you're just looking to tell me that I'm, that I'm wrong. And it's like, "No, I'm looking to figure out I'm asking you these leading questions because I want to hear where you're coming from. Yeah, the, I think the, the most important thing about coaching and when you get a coach is you have to be open to new ideas and new ways of doing things. Yeah. What I was doing was not working for me. I had to change. This pandemic, the, this has gotten everybody to change. The right. business has changed now. Right. So embrace that change yeah it's scary sometimes it's ugly sometimes you're gonna fail you're gonna fall on your flat on your face mm -hmm. but always always be moving forward there you go and that's that's solid advice all the way through no matter what it is you're doing whether you're leading a business whether you are engaged and as an employee into a business whether you have your own you know you're, you've got your own shop it's just you right a single yep. entrepreneur going in at it that is really really solid advice fail fast Fail often, get up, keep moving forward. I well, mean, didn't Edison find a thousand ways not to make a light bulb? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, here's nine hundred ninety-eight thousand ways to to not make a light bulb. Well, yep. So. And um, and again, I I don't want to. And again, if you've got a bachelor's degree in computer science and and you went that route, I, that's not yeah, to I'm say not that you're to not take anything away from you. No, or that's nothing. That's nothing wrong. I'm what. I would hope that you do at with that bachelor's degree is talk to a career coach, talk to a, a business coach, an entrepreneurial coach, somebody so that you can so that they can help you figure out and articulate why you wanted to get that bachelor's degree. Because yes, why you get the bachelor's degree is more important than getting it and never stop learning and never stop learning. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never stop learning. I yeah. mean, I'm going to be 53. When I came out of Carolina Code School, I had, you know, I know Python. I know JavaScript. You know, I knew some basic languages. Mm -hmm. Most of the friends that I have that have graduated are not working in those, those languages. <laughs> you know, some of them are. Yeah. But most of them are working in something else. I'm learning C Sharp right now. Oh. You know, because that's what my company uses. Right. So there's a, a position that's going to be open or that is open. And if I want any sort of shot at it, I've got to prove to them that I can, you know, take the bull by the horns and make it. Yeah. So you got to learn. You got to always be learning. Yeah. And if you're a programmer, Maddie Chapman, thank you so much for giving me this advice. Um, I didn't follow it directly, but make something every day. Nice. Build something every day. Code something every day. Read a coding book. You know, take it. Ah, skill development. This yes. is this is the this is the key to everything. Maintaining right? your skills, maintaining or your skills them up. every day, even if you only do one thing. Yeah, and you think that your day was completely wasted as long as you did that one thing and you made that effort and completed something in that day. Yeah, then you you keep doing that every day. Yeah, and the, it's called a hockey stick. It's a learning hockey stick. You get to the point. Where you become so comfortable with what you're doing that at, at one at some point 
Yep. You just start skyrocketing in what you can do. What right? I'm grateful for with iTron, um, other than the fact of being an essential employee, when I go to work every day, mm-hmm. I have to go through a screening process, a health screening process. Oh, they wow. take my temperature. They give me a mask. They give wow. me an armband. And uh, the company's not allowing outside visitors. Mm. Um, That's all cool. Protection. Nice. For, our, for our company, we're, we're the only uh, plant that stayed open during the entire COVID wow. situation. Other plants are now ramping back up and getting back to production. But they they also give me 30 minutes a day of personal uh, time to grow. Mm. It's personal growth time. They give me 30 minutes a day to learn something. Wow. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> You're paying me for 30 minutes of my, of your out of your time that's, for me to learn something. That's that's a that's an investment in you that is going to pay dividends in the long run. And, yes. uh, and anybody of any smarts whatsoever in business will tell you it, you give people to the time to be creative Absolutely. instead of just doing their job. You just give them a little bit of time to be creative and really, really good things are going to happen. Yeah. Always. I believe that. I'll no one's ever come back going, God, I wish I could get back all those 30-minute things. that No one's ever said that because eventually something's going to pop, something's going to happen, and then everybody is going to benefit from it. For a while, the hardest thing was, well, what am I going to learn today? <laughs> <laughs> now what am I going to learn? So. Huh. Well, I, you know, it's – you know, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about your, your career. We're talking about moving from another career to this career. You actually had another career before you got into to automobile sales. You're now in this. You're now at, at a place that um, is doing things right. Itron it seems yep. to be doing everything right, not only from just a personal protection of their employees, but, you know, also the, the processes and the philosophies that they have for their, for their employees. Um, you know, uh, you... You are carrying yourself different. Thank you. Than the first time I met you. Yes. Um, and that first time that we sat down at coffee when we were downtown and and just kind of started going through, yes. you know, what you were doing, and then you know tr- me trying to tweak wh- whatever I could tweak to get you, uh, you know, because it was all about getting you to that point so that your finances wouldn't run out and all that kind of good stuff. But it was, and, but, you know, so now now you're looking forward. Yes. Right? Now those moments are behind you. What what sort of advice would you give to somebody who was you nine years ago? Plan your work and work your plan. Ooh, look at that! Wow, I've heard that story before. <laughs> I forget who said that, but yeah, it's it's true. If we didn't sit down, and my wife, the financial genius that she is. Uh, didn't figure By the out way, I'm married to the same same type of woman, <laughs> financial genius. Yep. You know, we uh, we wouldn't have made it. Yeah, I'm gonna say that again. I want you to. I want to reiterate that you did. You said something earlier. You made the same comment earlier, and I think that, you know, and I don't know how you're built. You know, as far as you know, psychologically, your upbringing, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes, when we're as men. We have this 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 idea that I'm just I'm plotting forward. Come come along, family. I'm plotting forward, and you you started it out by saying we sat down, we had a discussion, yes. right? Before there was any sort of movement in any direction, you explained how you felt. She could see that this was definitely something that was going to to eventually make their your lives together better. Yes, 
especially with your relationship with your son, your yes. new son. And all of that, that all that we, we, we is something that definitely has to be uh, part of this whole process of doing anything yes. professionally. Absolutely. Right? Because you're borrowing time from them. Yes. Right? I mean, I think of my friends in the, in the first responders genre, whatever you want to call it. I know cops. I know firefighters. If you don't have that spouse at home that's willing to let support you, you to support you and, and to give you that time that you need to decompress when you come off a shift or will let you tell them things that no other people should hear. Right. You know, if you d you have to have support at home, folks, it's a team deal. A marriage is a team thing. It It's not. I'm going to lead you this way. We're going to walk this way. We're going to walk forward. I'm going to I'm going to add something to that cuz you sure. just you just hit that you just hit a button if you could tell my eyes just lit up yeah. there. Because um uh so you could you could say that you could say that from a religious perspective, you could say that from any perspective you want to take as far as relationships and support, but um interestingly enough, uh Warren Buffett Mm -hmm. uh, who is, if you're not familiar with who Warren Buffett is, he's basically, uh, <laughs> he is basically that every, any investment that Warren has ever touched has turned to gold. Yes. And he looks long term. Mm -hmm. I mean, he looks 30, 40, 50 years out before he invests. And his, his comment regarding marriage and being married. Yes. Has been a, a particular of interest to me when I'm speaking to people that uh, aren't including their other half, their better half. I, well, I've never heard it, so I'm interested to hear. So it. his comment was: a married couple has eighty to ninety percent better chance working together on a common goal than each one of them working individually. I absolutely agree with that. If you get two people working together on a common goal, a common objective, this coming from Warren Buffett, that is the most powerful way. Marriage, staying married to just being married is, is not the right thing. But if you are together in a marriage and you agree on where you both want to go and you're going there, you will get, in, in the majority of the time, you will reach where you want to go. Yeah. Because you've got... Because what is that borrowed? You got borrowed confidence. You've got borrowed courage. I mean, because right now between my wife and I, with what this environment that we're in, the pandemic environment that we're in, Laura went from three hundred emails a day to three. Wow! And it just happened over. It's like in three days. It was just like boom, boom, boom. Right? Wow! Um, and the entertainment industry shut down. Right? Yeah. So to say that her confidence was falling and that, you know, she felt, you know, like she, you know, was failing and all this other kind of stuff. Um, I I let her borrow my energy, my enthusiasm, my, I, my courage, and I would support her and just give her a hug. And it's like, we're going to get this, you know. And then we sat down and looked at our finances. We looked at the company's finances because she's so smart. She had a she had a she had a good six months of money in the bank within her business. Yeah. Um, and. You know, we employ our family, so yeah. my daughter and her, her spouse are in, in this with us. And so she felt a, an enormous weight on her shoulders. Um, I kept 
you know, just supporting her when she was going through that whole PPP yeah. process and yeah. getting the, the payroll protection set up. And then it finally came through after, you know, I think she submitted four applications and she had something like eight or 10 conference calls with different banks and, and finally got it. And then, and like you, she's carrying herself differently now. Yeah. Now she can, I can borrow, she can borrow my confidence. She can borrow my energy. She can do all that all day long. And that's what Warren Buffett was saying. I mean, if you're married going after a goal, you have a higher likelihood of getting to that goal. Yeah. Um, and it's so much the the reward the, su the successful reward when you achieve that goal is so much sweeter when you can look at your spouse and say we did yeah. this yeah and in some cases and i don't know if you're the same as we are but sometimes laura and i could just look at each other and we just convey you know we're the luckiest two people on the planet absolutely you know because yep. we got each other yep. you know my wife is a blessing in my life and you know, I, I, without her, I wouldn't be where I am today, literally. Mm. So she's well, it's a, she's a, a, a she's a, a nice uh, backstop. Yeah. And uh, we'll tell it to you straight too. That's the other thing. Oh, I like. brutally <laughs> straight! Oh my goodness! Uh, you know what? And, and I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm looking up at my wife's office because she's probably up at her office. Maybe she's still having coffee. But, you know, I look up towards that because, you know, when my wife and I are harmonious together because we're the opposites of each other. Yeah. So, you know, she likes the Dodgers. I like the Angels. Uh, I also like the Cubbies. But she's 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 got she's she's on one side of the aisle politically i'm on the other side of the aisle politically sure um so when we're when we have discussions you know we're, we're constantly feeding each other's you know what is this what is that yeah. you really feel that way or is this the way it is you know so she's she's really good <laughs> when something really stupid exits my mouth which as a guy it's pretty simple thing to do <laughs> <laughs> i'm keeping my mouth shut she she uh, <laughs> she's really good at um and, you know, we're really good with each other that way. We're really yeah. good at just making sure that we're both, you know, ultimately the honest, two, the two most honest people with each other because there's really nothing else that matters. No. So if you can't be honest with your spouse or the people that you're with or the relationships that you're in, then there's other problems that are going to creep up that yeah. a business coach isn't going to solve. Right. <laughs> well, you know, going through the, the process of, of waiting several months to get employed after school, um, having her support was really helpful. But there were times when, you know, I, I would mask my frustration. You know, everything's great. Everything's fine. Yeah. You know, and it, we do that very well. And, and she would say, okay, now tell me the truth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See right through it. Yeah. Yeah. But having, you know, we, we were talking about confidence a little bit earlier, and I want to come back to that. You're only going to make yourself better when you decide to move forward. Mm. You can't. There's a truth there. You, you, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's large. But have the confidence in your abilities. You know you better than anybody else. Yep. If you're an entrepreneur and you are not going the way that you want to go, Stop. Stop. And that's the only time I'm ever telling anybody to stop. But stop, <laughs> rethink, re-gear, retool, move in a different direction yeah. like you have done before in your business. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
I don't like this. What else can I do? Yeah. Well, even you my know? coaching practice has gone in three different directions. I yep. mean, and I'm now in a totally different direction than anything else that yep. I've done. And and now I'm not even it's it's kind of like I don't even think about it anymore. If if it comes to the point where I I've, I've got an idea and the idea sticks around for one solid week, then I and it keeps coming back up cuz I, I have a an idea, a thought sure thought book if you will. Uh, I don't want to call it a diary. It is a diary. But it's <laughs> it's a thought book. <laughs> and I write down different ideas, different thoughts that I've got. Like, sure. you know, just something will just come up, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that might be a good business, and blah, blah, blah. Because I'm also writing that stuff down because I'm probably going to run into somebody who's had those thoughts. Yeah. Right? And and I don't I don't want to be surprised, yeah. if you will, as a coach. it's Occasionally, it's a good thing. Most of the time, you know, you should have a coach that, is just, that has – been down the road or been down similar roads to yours. Right. That's the best coach you can find. Yes. Right. If I'm telling you what I read in a book, that's not good coaching. You're just regurgitating somebody right. else's And ideas. if I haven't experienced it myself, right, I can tell you all about uh, financial security and independence because I've gone through a bankruptcy. Yeah. Right. Uh, so when you go through a bankruptcy, it, it, changes you emotionally it changes your character it changes everything about you but when you come through it and you realize what it means to truly be financially independent and the the routine and the structure that it takes i mean right now uh we're we have um we have mortgages we got our house here at our house back in california we've got a uh a lease on a on a bmw which is coming due in a year and a half and that one's leaving yeah because we just realized that we only need one car. Yeah. So, um, so financially though, I mean, and again, because she's brilliant financially, my wife. Yeah. But yeah, that confidence to to make that decision and move forward, um, it, it's a game changer. It is. And we have a tendency sometimes to maybe delude ourselves a bit, mm -hmm. fool ourselves a bit into thinking that we've made the decision when in fact we haven't confidently yeah and don't compare yourself to other people's successes <laughs> because <laughs> your success is yours it's nobody else's True. comparison steals your joy for today amen so those are, those are i mean I, I could uh, I could strongly see you being a career coach, a business <laughs> coach, uh, because I mean those are just those that's just the logical thing that you know we do always compare ourselves to our neighbors and to we our do. brothers and our sisters and our parents and we're constantly doing that as a human being, but when you become free from that, yeah, it opens and gives you back so much more energy. Yeah, because it takes a significant amount of energy to compare yourself to somebody else. Yes, emotional energy, physical energy. Uh, it's just it's not good karma. It's just not. No. You've got to have uh, two feet firmly planted on the ground and you know where you're standing, but you're looking forward. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and worrying about, you know, so and so's got this going on and they're doing that. Uh, I used to get a lot of people that said, well, do you you know, do you. Do you know this coach? Do you follow that strategy? Do you go this coach? And I said, I know there's other coaches out there. In fact, every time I <laughs> sit on a conference calls for networking, there's like 20 of us on the call now. There's a lot of coaches out there. Yeah. And I just like I don't want to hang around with coaches. No. I don't want to. I don't want to know what they know. I want to take what I've 
learned mm-hmm. and share it with somebody to see if it could help them. Well, there's an old adage that, you know, you can't f- soar with eagles if you're going to hang out with turkeys. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I don't mean that well, yeah, turkeys no. or anything yeah, else like know, that. All the rest of the coaches, you're not turkeys. Yeah, just not, I'm not taking anything away from anybody else. But yeah, if you surround yourself with like minded people, you're going to always think the same. But if you yeah. go outside your comfort zone, if you think in ways that you've not challenged yourself to think before. With an open mind and an open heart, you're going to stay in the same place. Yeah, you will be. And we know, we all know people like that. We have people in in our lives like that right now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just recently posted in LinkedIn a very similar thing that I think applies to this, and that is if you limit yourself to having a relationship with only one business or with one vendor, then you're only going to know what they know. I saw that. And- that is, in fact, that same philosophy. Yeah, I, we want we want friends from a lot of varying backgrounds. Yeah. We want friends that have different perspectives than us. I don't want to surround myself with everybody that agrees with me. Right, right. <laughs> That's just not fun. And in 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 business in general, people are gonna. If you surround surround yourself with different business people, look for different ways to to encourage each other, right. move each other's businesses forward. Yeah. Challenge you know? each other, yeah. I mean, um, the Tech After Five meetup, uh, Phil Yanov mm-hmm. and his crew there, um, that is a phenomenal uh, meeting. And ladies and gentlemen, please, please get to at least one or two of those. Yeah. Um, I introduce you to a, a code school graduate, Isaiah Carter. Yeah. Um, Mr. Isaiah uh, got hired by Copus, which is uh, – a company here in town and actually right across the street from our code school. But he put in the effort, he put in the work. And, uh, but when I introduced you two, it was, uh, it was a good feeling Uh because Isaiah's a bright and upcoming star and he's going to do great things. And uh, I'm really glad that that worked out. Yeah. So, and, and I'm glad that you were able to do some things with him as well. I'm sure. Well, actually, I ended up not doing anything with him. Oh, okay. We had a conversation there. So the way I usually work, normally the way I, that I like to work is is that I don't want to make it seem like I'm driving the relationship. Absolutely. Right? So if you want to speak with me, I know if I, when I give you my contact information, then I'm just looking forward to the time when you call me. Yes. Um, if you don't call me, I don't usually go back and reach out. Absolutely. Um, because I don't want to be the person that's driving your behavior to be who you are. You've got to drive that. You've got to be in the driver's seat at all time. And you just you just want to open up the door and let, you know, the coach come in while you're while you're driving. Sure, right? sure, yeah. Um so we didn't actually I don't think we actually physically connected. Um I know we spoke that day. Yeah. Um so but still, uh, he also may have borrowed some of your confidence, and could and, have and borrowed, and, and seeing what you were able to do. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, it 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 would sound like to me that you probably had more to do with this <laughs> than that I did, because well. I mean, just by you, and it may not be that you were just giving him coaching. It's just you were showing him by example. It's like how being a father to a son, right? Right, right. Um, you know, you could tell your son what to do, but when your son sees you doing something correctly, he's going to mimic that behavior. Right, right. now, 
but in a friendship where you've got friends and people that you know, it's almost a similar relationship. Sure. Right. Uh, if you're always going out, you're always partying, stay out late at night, two, three o'clock in the morning drinking. Uh, those people are going to exhibit those similar behaviors if, and you're going to find yourself hanging around with people that can outdo you yeah. <laughs> in that <laughs> regard. But I mean, if you're you know living responsibly, having fun when you want to have fun, but knowing that you got to get back and get back into the real world, those friends, you, those those people are going to be attracted to you as well. Yep. Uh, right now, my wife and I enjoy travel. We've always loved travel. Me too. And just recently, because we can't travel anymore, we've been talking to people in our group about travel and their pe previous travels, and they have so much. And then we realized how much the people in our group had done traveling yeah. that we didn't even know. So we're talking about trips that we've taken, knowing that we're going to get back to start taking trips. Um, and it's just it's 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 an interesting dynamic that we looked around to our group of friend, our friends, the group of friends that we've got. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. They've always gone to Europe. They've gone to Europe. These guys, these guys have traveled, you know, to Russia, to mm -hmm. China. And, and these people have gone to Australia like 18 times. Right. So and now we've got a lot more interesting things to talk about absolutely so yeah um thank you for today thank you for doing this it's um i i got a lot i got a few things i got a few things more out of this than i thought i was gonna get so thank you well you're welcome um, and, and and i really uh appreciate that you thought of me for this and, and yeah. uh i'll leave you all with this one little thought okay you can do the pivot. You can do this. Just be confident in what you're doing. Find out what you want to do. Find out how you can make yourself better doing it. Not making somebody else better. Making you better. It's in a world that's all about me, me, me. I'm going to add to that a little bit. But as you make yourself better, pass that on to others. Um, like you said, I passed on that confidence potentially to, to my to friend, Isaiah. to yeah. Isaiah. Mm -hmm. You know, pass that on. Pay it forward. We are only going to be as good as we are to each other. Amen. Perfect, perfect ending <laughs> to a great, great conversation. Again, this is Jim Sevier with The Coachable and I'm here with Gordon McKeacham, and he has just kind of given us so much really good knowledge on the pivoting the careers and and relationship-wise, the relationships and the, the value that they bring to the table when you're doing anything that you're really truly meant to be and meant to do. Yes. Um, so thank you again, Gordon. And what you're we're going to do thank now— you. I'm going to go ahead and finish this recording. Uh, we'll finish this recording off. I will put it, uh, give you the link, and allow you the opportunity to review it. And then if everything's good, then I'll go ahead and post it. Feel free to take this link and share it socially if you want. Sure. Um, it, it, will, it will point them back to the coachable. Yeah. So it will always be there. Um, and then if you've got anybody else that in your, in your group of friends that are going through any kind of entrepreneurial journey, Sure. Give them, give them my, give them my number. Give them my cell phone number. Yes. All right. Got it. And let's figure it out. But Absolutely. thank you You're very welcome. much. Thank you.